Welcome everybody to the Daily Intimacy. Really nice to be here with you this morning. Cold uh, day in February, end of February. We're getting there, getting towards spring. Not that I'm not being present in the moment with all the beauty that there is today. I'm also looking forward to some warmth. <laughs> so let's begin with a centering meditation as we do. I just invite you to find a place to be. Ellen, nice to see you here. Um, find a place to sit comfortably, lie down, stand up, however you feel called to be in this morning. And maybe it's different than usual. So as opposed to going to what you usually do, maybe check in with yourself and, and ask yourself what's, uh, what your body is calling you to do in this moment. And then I invite you to have a nice deep breath in through the nose and exhale completely. <sighs> and let's do that a couple of times. A nice deep breath in. And you might bring your shoulders up to your ears and give your body a squeeze and maybe a hug too while you're at it. <sighs> and then exhale and release. <sighs> yeah, and any micro movements I can see necks and hips and shoulders as we get out of bed we need to do a little bit of getting those creaks out <laughs> and then i'll invite you when you're ready when you're settled to gently close your eyes and breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, if that's comfortable for you this morning, or whatever form works for you. And it's helpful as you breathe in to pause and then exhale. If you're ever feeling yourself revved up and unable to kind of bring yourself down and quiet your nervous system, that pause between the inhale and the exhale or the exhale and the inhale gives your body a chance to drop into the parasympathetic, which is calming versus the other part of the nervous system, which is revving up. So a couple of breaths, breathing in, pause, And exhale and pause and inhale and pause and exhale and pause. And let's do the continue with this very simple rhythm. Let's breathe in for three. And we're going to hold for a count of six, just to yourself, whatever your rhythm is. And we're going to nice long exhale for six. 
squeezing the belly at the bottom of that exhale, letting out some of the stale air energy that needs to be released. And then inhale again, nice deep, deep inhale for a count of three. Hold for a count of six. And as you hold, I invite you to relax your body as opposed to a contracted holding, you're gonna have an expansive holding, connecting to the divine mother inside. And then exhale, slowly count of six. And we'll do another with a little bit longer hold. Again, when you relax, you can hold your breath for longer. So I invite you to really relax into that. So an inhale for a count of three, and then hold for a count of nine. And again, at your own pace, I'm not gonna count for you, whatever works for you this morning. But as you're holding, expanding into the space, relaxing into your internal self, connecting to the divine mother or whatever word you have for her. And exhaling for a count of six. And then one more time, inhaling for a count of three. Ah, holding and expanding. And then exhale when you're ready. Little squeeze of the belly at the bottom of that exhalation. And then have a, another deep breath, nice breath in. And exhale. And gently open your eyes. And now I want to welcome everybody here again. I'm glad that felt good, Laura. Nice to hear. Welcome to those especially here for the first time that came from, you know, Wendy's sharing and your sharing, community sharing. Welcome, welcome to those of you here for the very first time. This is the Daily Intimacy. And a year ago, when the pandemic began, we met every day for two weeks. And then I realized, okay, well, we can't keep this up every day, but <laughs> let's see if we can find something that works. And so we started having the Daily Intimacy weekly on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. And it's been going strong for almost a year now. It's been lovely to have so many different wonderful people joining us, um, all of you, and, um, and including all of the people who have come and shared with us such beautiful tools and experiences. And I know for me, I have learned a lot and just integrating so many powerful self-love and self-care practices this year that have really sustained me. And I've heard similar for many of you. So, just checking to see everybody's here and settled. I'd love to have your video on. Hey, Marcy. Um, if you are here for the first time, yeah, I know that we'd love to have videos on, even if you're not right in front of your screen, we don't care. It's just lovely to see, you know, something. And I know that sometimes that's not possible and it's totally fine to stay um, with your video off, but just encouraging the other. And um, for those of you that are here for the first time, I wanna tell you or if you don't know, or if you know, remind you that um, the way that we share this um, 
these beautiful recordings for those that want to be here but can't be here in person as we put them up on YouTube. So it's not like my YouTube has, you know, <laughs> I'm not a teenager, so I don't have like 5,000, you know, subscribers, but um, there are just people that tune into the, to the link on YouTube so that they can um, listen in and learn with all of us. So if you're sharing, which we do a lot of here, um, just be aware of that if there's something you don't want to share because it feels, you know, like it'll be public. Although we do a lot of intimate sharing here. I just want to say that everybody, you know, is really in their hearts and open to sharing. So the way we do that here is we put the words me, the word me in the chat. And um, when you're, we'll, we'll be checking in with you and inviting you to share and you'll, we'll tell you how to do it at that point. And I would like to introduce my cousin to you. I am so excited to have my cousin here. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Yay. And so it feels really, really special, Wendy, to have you here as part of something I'm doing, as part of my community, as a way of knowing each other in a different way. I mean, Wendy and I are uh, second cousins. Our dads were first cousins. Um, if I have that right, yeah, our dads were first, were first cousins. And um, Wendy and I, um, we have had, you know, what I, what I say about you, Wendy, actually, is that we knew each other when we were younger. And at some point in my young adult life, Wendy just like swooped in and said, like, Robin, we've had similar life experiences and uh, let me love you up <laughs> and um, just opened up a space at a time that was very difficult in my life. And it was amazing to have um, kind of a, a mentor and friend and, and relative um, see me. I think that was what the greatest gift was that you saw me. And um, that was something I hadn't experienced that much at that time. So it's been a beautiful uh, connection since. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Really I didn't share anything yeah. about you professionally, but the personal connection is the part that. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice for us to combine our communities. There's several people here from it just feels really special, like your group and my group together. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I apologize to those of you that had the wrong Zoom link, and I'm glad that you got it, and here you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wendy, tell us, you've been doing amazing work um, for years, and honestly, Pathwork is something that I know very little about, so I'm really excited to learn more, and uh, yeah, I look forward to what we're going to experience today. Well, my most recent passion is about feeling feelings. <laughs> it seems to me that all the circumstances or situations that life serves up uh, simply serves up a set of feelings for us to feel. And if we have some capacity to feel our feelings, some tools to feel our feelings, and some safety in terms of feeling our feelings, then life becomes safe because anything life does is just serve up something for us to feel. Um, so that's my latest passion. I come from a pathwork background, which is a body, mind, spirit um, path. I've been uh, a senior pathwork helper and I've been doing the pathwork for about 25 years. I also have a background in Hellinger family constellation work, attachment 
um, attachment work and also somatic experience trauma work. So I'm excited to meet so many new people and to have some of the people that I work with and are part of the Pathwork community and my bigger community here today too. And if it's okay, we're just gonna dive right into feelings. Is Let's go for it. I always say let's dive right into feelings, so that's perfect. <laughs> um, this is highly participatory, so with the caveat that it is not confidential and it's going to be on YouTube, um, I really welcome everyone to share. Robin is going to be monitoring the chat, so if you have anything you'd like to say, simply uh, tell her you want to speak, and then um, we will come back to the whole group and let you share. Um, I really welcome your participation. It's really critical to our experience today. Um, so I'm going to have a couple of slides to just walk through what are, what are the obstacles to feeling our feelings, because all of us hate to feel our feelings. And from forever, we programmed ourselves to, in various different, very clever ways, to not feel our feelings. So I'm going to walk you through some of those, um, those methodologies in a few slides. Um, during that time, anybody have any comments like, me too, I do that, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Any comments, please jump in and we'll come back to you. Sound good? Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and share screen here and we'll jump right in. So like I said, experiencing your feelings is really the key to finding joy and safety in your life. And it's really that, that simple in a way, and feelings are really hard to feel. There is just a whole world of aliveness and fluidity that awaits you if you're willing to feel your feelings. So when we deaden our feelings, unfortunately, we deaden ourselves. Like it's a non-discriminating process. So if you don't want to feel pain, you also can't feel as much joy. Um, unfortunately, it's there's not a fil you know a good filtering system. So the, the promise, and I hope that you'll even feel a little bit of this today, is that you will feel a little bit more alive and fluid at the end of our time today. And as I mentioned, we can be afraid of our feelings. So I'm gonna give everybody a moment. Some of the people that joined late didn't have time to do Robin's like beautiful centering exercise. So I wanna give everybody a moment to just see if you can feel your courage and readiness to step into the world of your feelings. Maybe everybody has a particular way or a particular tool to sort of summons their courage to get their feet on the ground, to feel grounded and ready to step into the world of your feelings, of our feelings. So let's just take a collective three nice deep breaths together. Yeah, sometimes when we take a deep breath, it creates a big yawn, which is really great. I can see that from Emily. <laughs> and one more good deep breath. And how are we doing? Do we feel ready to, to move forward? Yeah, I'm gonna thumbs up. <laughs> so good to see everybody.
Okay, well, we'll go back to the screen and move on for a second. So if we're ready, let's look at all the ways that we really think about feelings instead of feel feelings. And so we generally avoid feelings and we have these kind of challenging illusions that we've been carrying around with us our whole lives. One of them is that resisting feelings will hurt less than experiencing them. I think all of us were sort of programmed and trained to think this. If I can minimize my feelings, if I can shut them down, if I can think about something else, like I hear this expression a lot, if I can put them behind me <laughs> somehow, like <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but like if I can get past them, right? These are all like, like um, phrases that are baked into our culture. So that idea that if we can resist them, we're going to avoid pain. This is the second one is a really big one, especially for us that work a lot mentally, which is true for me, like my real strong point is like my mental, um, rational mind. And we think that knowing our pain and knowing what happened and talking about what happened in the past can be the same as feeling what happened. And actually knowing can be a defense against feelings as well. And finally, for those of us that love to do what I call spiritual bypass, like I'm going to meditate my feelings away. I'm going to just go to this place of being and then I won't have to feel my feelings. So I wonder, I wonder if anybody has one of these that they might share, like is their favorite or their go-to that they like to do? Anybody? You can put that in the chat or, um, or I obviously can share. Heart attacks, mental and intellectual. Anyone just want to say it out loud instead of putting it in the chat? Just, yeah, either just, one. And Nina, I'm curious what you meant by heart attacks. If you want to unmute. I, have something I could say. Yes, I can tell you, I had a trauma, I had a trauma in the past with my heart. And anytime when I start to feel some pain in my heart, I just, my body probably, not my mind, my body has specific reactions to that. And uh, I'm just trying to uh put away everything that is causing it everything that it's related to my heart you know so am i understanding you nina that like you actually feel like you might be having a heart attack when you feel pain in your heart yeah sometimes when i feel some pain in my even in my solar plexus when i feel some tension or something even now because i know now for pandemic most of people feel it in the area of the heart, in the solar plexus. And even now, when I start to feel this, I just, my mind or my, I don't know, association is going be back to my experience from the heart attack, you know? Mm. And then I start to, to put away everything. <laughs> and it's like, I don't need to be there anymore. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Again? <laughs> like that, you know? Mm -hmm. 
So we're going to talk about this in just a minute, but one thing that happens is sometimes when we feel a little bit of pain, we can um, exaggerate it and make it so big that we can't feel it. Or we can also minimize it and make it so small that we can't feel it. Or we can link it to, too, to other things that happen, which makes it too big to feel. Yeah. So I think, I think you have a great example there. And you know, feelings, feelings, we want, to, we want to right size them and feel them one at a time so that they're not overwhelming and that, so that they're manageable to feel. And we're gonna practice that in a few minutes. But thank, thank you, that's a good example. Does anybody else have anything? I, <clears throat> I will simply tend to procrastinate my feelings. I'll feel the feeling and I probably maximize it by linking. And then I say, I don't have time for this right now. And I go on with my daily to-do list. That's great. Thank you, Cindy. Yeah, I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't added procrastination to my list. You'll see my list in a moment, but that's a good one. <laughs> I know it, but I'm just going to put it off. That seemed to be true for you, Steve, too. I saw you shaking your head. Yeah. <laughs> eating. Someone said eating. JF, you want to share? Would you like to share? John Fisher? Yeah. Um, yeah, so at night, I just tend to get lonely. And I not just eat, I binge till there's no feelings left. You know, and it's like, yep. And it's like, I don't want to feel that sadness or loneliness or Whatever it is, I just do that pretty habitually. Um, yeah. Another another good way to sort of numb. numb. Oh yeah, one hundred percent right. So food really, so food is my my numb and smoking pot, you know. But smooth food and smoking pot, um, or somehow ingesting pot or caffeine too, I guess. So yeah, so other various you know ingesting things might you know. Right. Yep, that's pretty, that's my thing. That's what I did. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, any way, any way that we can just numb, numb out or try to, you know, all these methods of, and I see people are saying drinking also, and all these methods are, um, we're trying to regulate, you know, we're just trying to soothe and regulate and feel a little bit better. Um, so I hope you have a lot of compassion for whatever it is that you do to avoid your feelings also. They're, they're good ideas in some ways because you're, you're, you're trying to keep yourself from, you know, like it feels like you're gonna fall off a cliff, really. Some feelings are so strong. And so whatever you do to try to avoid them isn't, isn't a bad thing. I'm gonna just give you a methodology today to go into them in a safe and comfortable way so that hopefully some of these avoidance techniques you won't need as much. Anybody else before we move on? Good. I had a question. Uh, I don't know if it's the same with feelings. Uh, uh, just saying about my own experience. So I've been in the military, I've been in the fire service, and obviously an overwhelm of feelings and emotions at the time. But when you're dealing with a life and death situation, you know, trying to hyper-focus on the task in hand so you block, I don't know if you're kind of blocking out or you're just trying to, okay, I've got to resuscitate this person. I've got to 
you can feel the feelings, your adrenaline's in your, your over body, and you're trying to, I don't know, trying to figure one way to can control the emotions or adrenaline or whatever it is. I don't know if that's the same. And then focus on what I've got to do in the moment to save this life or whatever it may be. But you're blocking out the feelings because they can't. If I, if I, if I go to the feelings and go in control, I can't do what I need to do in that moment. So I don't know if that's, um, you know, not dealing with feelings or, or deal, yeah. you know, trying to figure yeah. a way we can control our feelings. Yeah, I think it is a way to control feelings. Um, and I think you just hit on another really important sort of illusion that we have, which is, and this would relate to Cindy also, that feelings take a lot of time to feel. Like I have to go in my closet and turn off the light <laughs> and wrap myself in a blanket and, you know, like do all these things in order to feel feelings. I am going to give you a method where you can feel your feelings in three minutes, even, even six, even 60 seconds. So, wow. I'm excited about that. So, you know, we'll start to break through that illusion that feelings take a lot of time. They need a lot of focus. I don't have time for them right now. I need to stick with the task at hand. So that's good. I haven't had that on my list either. You know, that feelings, that's an illusion that feelings will take, you know, everything I have to feel. And I, I don't either have the time or the energy or the resources right now to be able to do that. I'm so glad to see some of my people. I'm sorry that the link was wrong and thank you for coming. Um, so I'm gonna move on to the next slide. <clears throat> So this one we will be updated to, to include procrastination, to include that there's another illusion that feelings take so much time. And we also have kind of our own special technique for avoiding feelings, and we've already touched on this a bit. But we all kind of have an attitude and see if you could just check in with yourself and find this for just a moment. We all sort of have this attitude of like, why is this happening to me? I should not have to go through this. Why do I have to go through this? Why do I have to feel this? Someone take it away, someone make it go away. Why is it me and not someone else? And when we do have a feeling, these are some of our favorite ways. And I've mentioned a few of them already, but the first thing I think we do is blame ourselves. Like if anybody has ever stubbed their toe or sprained their ankle, the first thing you do is, God, I was so stupid. Why didn't I see whatever I just ran into? And then you might, if, if you hurt yourself, blame somebody else. Like why did they leave that right in the middle of the floor for me to step on? And then you can blame life for God. Like why does this always happen to me? And then we talked about, we can exaggerate our feelings. It's funny because sometimes people feel like I'm a real feeling person, like I love feelings, but what they actually do is exaggerate their feelings. They talk about them a lot. They make them really big, but they don't actually feel them because they're, they've made them so big that they feel overwhelming. And we can also diminish or, or, or uh, deny our, our feelings or make them too small. 
my husband and I have an interesting dynamic because I make them too big and he makes them too small. <laughs> and so we can be looking at the same situation and I'm saying it's terrible and he's saying it's nothing. <laughs> and neither of us are actually facing the actual situation and feeling what's there. And then, you know, John and, and some others talked about really ways that we can dissociate with food or drinking or pot or, or just simply zoning out. And unfortunately, all these methods prolong the pain. They actually don't really help. And I have this picture of a gate because I feel like feelings, feelings are on the other side of the gate and that this process is like a gateway to your feelings. So I love the metaphor of the gate and it's actually in the path work. Um, in a lecture that talks about your feelings are a gateway and promises that if you feel your feelings, they will turn into the actual opposite, kind of like a Zen koan. So one of my favorite is that if you'll feel your loneliness, which again, John, maybe this relates to you, that if you go through the gateway of your loneliness, you will find true companionship. And I was like, what in the world does that mean? How can going into loneliness actually provide me companionship? And I sat with, I had to sit with this for about three hours one day. This did take a long time, <laughs> but this is not like because feelings take a long time, but I just sit with this sort of Zen Cohen of like, how can loneliness turn into companionship? And what finally happened to me was I realized that as I befriended my own loneliness, as I was willing to be with my loneliness, my loneliness had a companion. It was me. And it was miraculous. And a lot of my loneliness and a lot of my feeling that friends are always letting me down and that I don't have enough of this or I don't have enough of that went away because I'm now my own companion because I'm willing to befriend this lonely place in me. One that I know, Robin, you and I share. It's Robin and I both lost our mothers when we were young, have that in common. Anybody have a comment before we move on? There's so many beautiful sharings in the chat. Thank you, everybody. Okay, so I'm just gonna go to the method, the methodology, so we don't run out of time here. So I like to re-experience previous pain and hurt with a method called RAIN. It's an acronym and it was made popular. It was not invented by Tara Brock, but it was made popular by Tara Brock. And it's a meditative process and practice. And literally it can take a few minutes. And the R of RAIN is to recognize your feeling. So we're gonna go through this and practice this together. So as I start to go through the R-A-I-N, you can pick a feeling for yourself. I wouldn't suggest you, you pick the worst feeling that you've ever had in your life, but pick a simple feeling that you haven't wanted to feel, that you felt like you didn't have time to feel, that you couldn't feel. It was too much to feel, that you didn't need to feel, whatever, whatever the reasons. And simply name it, like I named loneliness, sadness, anger, 
whatever you choose. So the R of rain is just to name it or recognize it. We're not actually doing the practice right now. We're just prepping for it. Now the A of rain is revolutionary because it's to allow the feeling. So Tara Bratt calls this making a U-turn because what we usually do, like a big U-turn, I wanna make sure that's on the screen, because <laughs> what we usually do is push feelings away, like automatically, like, oh, not, not now, not me, no, like this. So she's saying, turn it around and actually allow the feeling. And the eye of rain is to get even more intimate with it, which is, and I think Nina, is it Nina, Nina mentioned, like feeling, like actually feeling it in her body, like a pain in her heart or in her solar plexus. And the eye is like getting intimate with it in your body. Like, what does this feel like as I allow myself to embody this feeling? And I love this expression that Tara Brock has around the A and the I. She says, let it be as big as it is. And in that moment, I imagine the feeling is spreading out and I am not trying to hold it in like one little place, either in my brain or in my, in my heart or in my stomach, but I'm giving my, my full body permission to inhabit the feeling. And what's miraculous about that is it lowers the intensity of the feeling as you let it spread out every time. No exceptions, I've never seen an exception. So that you think if you let it get big, it's gonna get bigger, but when you let it get big, it actually lowers in intensity and feels more manageable because you've given it more space. You know, you think about cramming something into a really small space, like a little BB, and it, it's like, it, it, and it's got energy and it feels really intense because it doesn't have very far to move, but as you open up that space, it can slow down and move more slowly. So that to me is like one of the secrets of the universe, like to allow your feelings and actually give them space, lowers the intensity of them and makes them more manageable to feel. And then the end of rain is to invite in a nurturing presence. The nurturing presence and the end of rain is the most important part of this process. So I have a separate slide for it. What Tara Brock says is that when we were young and we experienced some of these difficult feelings, we experienced them alone. And that's part of why we developed all these methods to not to feel them because it, they were too big and too much to be alone with. And so the end of rain is to correct that experience and to call in a nurturing presence to hold that feeling with you. And that can be that can be a pet, that can be an amazing mountaintop or place at the beach that you love. It can be a very reliable friend or partner. It can be a spiritual presence. Robin, you were mentioning the goddess in your attunement. But it's really important to like feel like someone's holding your hand through this process and you are not alone. And what's really beautiful in a group like this 
is that we're all the nurturing presence for each other. So I just wanna invite everybody to look around the room and see if there are any questions before we start this process. Robin, does any, yeah, Evan? It's not so much of a question. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate the fact that you put the nurturing piece and separate, because I think for a lot of men, particularly men who grow up in the United States, have a relationship to feelings that's difficult and extremely painful. Um, that's been my own particular process and the path work I've had other connections with. So I really want to thank you mm. for being here today. Mm. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> okay, so let's do some rain together. I'm going to just lead you through it. The R, the A, the I, and the N. Does everybody have a, a feeling? Does everybody have their R? They can name a feeling. Okay, so with that feeling, I invite everybody just to close their eyes. And as you recognize the feeling, simply allow it. You can allow it by breathing into it. You can allow it by letting it <clears throat> spread out and fill more spaces in your body, as we mentioned. You can allow it by leaving it like we often do and then just come back to it. Oh, I just spaced out. I thought about something else. I'm going to come back to it and allow it. And notice if you're making it really big or trying to make it small. Notice if you've turned a little bit on yourself, like why am I having this feeling? I'm the only one, I shouldn't. Or if you, know, if you wanna build a case or blame someone else, like just notice all the things that come up that's in the way of simply allowing the feeling. And then we're gonna move on to the eye of rain. So again, this does not take very long. And the eye of rain is to feel, see if you can get even more intimate with the feeling. Oh, it's like this. I notice my feeling is a little nervousness and I, I can feel this really funny little tingling in my chest kind of fun. It's like a little energy, um, bubbling, fizzy <laughs> kind of feeling. Well, see if you can bring this feeling into your body 
and notice how your body wants to metabolize it, feel it, work with it. Your body is so reliable in terms of being able to metabolize feelings if we let it. Getting to know this feeling in the eye of rain is, you know, it might have a color associated with it or a shape. You might find that there's a memory associated with it. Just to give it more time and space. And then finally, we're going to move on to the end of rain and invite each of you to either open your eyes and look around and feel the nurturing presence that are surrounding us or choose your own special nurturing presence. And feel what it's like to not have to feel this feeling by yourself. But to have someone with you. It can hold it with you. It can walk with you, with, with you. Walk with it with you. Tara Brock likes to call this and the holder and the held, meaning you are the holder of this pain or feeling, and you can also create the holder of this feeling, the held of this feeling, being held. So you can hold it and be the, be the, be the, um, the holder and the held. Be held in it by a nurturing presence. And we're gonna give this end just another moment and then we're gonna come back to the group. Okay, so I'd love to hear from a few people your experience. And if anybody had trouble and, and is willing to, I'd love to help you through, through it. And whatever, if you were willing to volunteer for some help, I'm, I'm quite clear it would help everyone. So whether you'd like to share an experience that seemed to 
um, either be helpful to you or one where you seem to stall out and would like help? Either so one. We've got, we've got John, Emily, and Andrew. Okay. Um, and I, that probably will take us to 10. So let's start with John and then we'll go to Emily. Um, so I have this, uh, so my feeling was fear and it's fear of not being loved, you know, so fear of people, you know, making up stories about somebody not loving me or liking me. And, um, and it really, um, it's really all, all consuming to me. So I'm not, I'm really profoundly impacted by this thing, this, um, exercise. And when I did the, um, allowing, so once I did the allowing and just letting that feeling just be there, I couldn't, I barely could find anything left to go on to the next steps actually. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, so when I was in the next steps, even I almost had to try to drum up more of it to even kind of feel like crying, like, holy shit, this is like, like what a profound um, thing this is. And the fact that it could go, I'm just blown away. And the fact that this, because I'm like, one of the you know, guys, like, I'm afraid of my, I think, I don't, it's so funny, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a big feeling guy, you know, that's how I define myself, you know, and I think that I am that, but I'm also really, I don't want to touch my feelings, the ones that I don't like, the ones that are uncomfortable, which is really, and this is just really freaking amazing. Um, yeah, so I'm just blown away by this, actually. It seems like it could be like, really just life changing to have this, yeah, it's life -changing. this method to just really, and it was so easy, yeah. there's nothing. So receiving it exactly, you know, just allowing it was not anything. It was just, and then it was just, yeah, just like looking forward to doing more, just to really do more of this, like, holy cow, you know. So I'm so glad you said that, John, because it's, it's great, you can just do the R and the A. This mm -hmm. is why, it, you know, that would have been under a minute, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't need a lot of time and, that can be all that you need. If, if you get to the A and it feels like too much or you find that you're starting to like go away or you know not being able to stick with it, you can also just do the, the R and the N. Like I'm gonna recognize this feeling, but it's too much right now to actually feel. I'm gonna just call in somebody to hold my hand right now and just be with me. And that, you know, the R and the N is really useful too. And then over time, you could work your way back to R-A-I-N. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for sharing. Anybody else? Daniel, let's go to Emily and then Andrew. Hey, everybody. Hey, Emily. Hey, Wendy, thank you so much for this. This is really helpful. Um, I had a little trouble recognizing what it was. Um, I've been getting this like whenever I, I need to do something that create that that requires a lot of my effort. I feel this like pushing down on my chest, and so I was like, okay, so I wanted to try to recognize that, and I'm wondering if it's like fear of. I don't think it's fear of failure. I think it's fear of doing work that I don't want to do. Mm. And then I had some like past, I, don't, I keep getting this like image of me on a deck of a ship, like doing really grueling work, mm. like the past week. So the allowing, like I had trouble getting out of that visual 
uh-huh. and like getting into the nurturing part of it. I'm like, I don't know how I help myself with this. Cause I feel like I'm just being tortured in this visual. Uh-huh. Um, Can you get in touch with how that feels to be tortured? Like you said, there's a weight on your chest or. Yeah. Like I visualize myself like scrubbing the deck of this boat until like my knuckles blood. Huh. kind of thing so i i had to get down on the floor and like chill out i was getting like i did let it go through my body and i did visualize like something dripping down my legs like the uh-huh. feeling was like almost dripping down my legs uh-huh. um and it felt a little bit more dissipated mm-hmm. the solution is in the dilution it's true. That's a sailing turn. So. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of feels like what you're in the, in, you're in, I don't know exactly, but it feels like you're in the neighborhood of dread. Yes. There we go. Thank you. I mean, I felt like the word is. And dread is a really difficult feeling to feel. And, and it feels like you, you touched into it and you let it, you let it drip through you with your own you know your own body your own imagery but i really i really invite you to call in the end because yeah i was trying i think i need a little more time (laughs) well i wonder what it would be like just now you know as as dread seems right like as we've been able to name it because that that's i'm glad you brought that up sometimes the r is tricky you know like just to find what is this and then what would it be like to just notice that you've got all these people around you holding you in this moment of dread. Like, can I delegate things? <laughs> Maybe I could use a tool instead of my knuckles. Mm-hmm. And you could, you could also get some help. Yeah. Like, what if you could visualize Maybe there's one person here on the screen that you could connect with and you could visualize them scrubbing the deck with you. Robin's volunteering. (laughs) Just notice how that feels for a moment. I don't have to do this by myself. I don't have to feel this dread by myself. Okay, yeah, we're making it a game. Mm. Okay. That's really helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. That was beautiful. Andrew. Hi, everybody. Ah, so uh, this is really powerful in me. There's, um, there's this energy that's just, I'm, it's an energy I'm familiar with. It's this energy around when I'm in deep meditation, there's just like all this um, uh, pressure around me. But the emotion was self-loathing. Mm. There are these, um, there are these periods, you know, so I go around in my Zen state, but there are these periods when things happen where that I've done that I just 
bl am blaming myself for that. Mm -hmm. It's just some piece of me that just, you know, in particular, it's like around finance, something stupid I've done, you know, in terms of finance or something like that. So I went through the exercise and it's beautiful in that it's this new way. First of all, there's this realization that the opposite of self-loathing is self-love, right? So like there's, there's optimism there. Uh, but it's kind of funny that it's only now that I've realized that this pressure that has been around me during this more meditative state is this, um, is connected or associated with this self-loathing, which doesn't feel like it's at all there during my practice. And self-loathing self is a defense against a feeling. And when, mm. once you understand that and you find yourself like, I'm mad at myself, I'm so angry that I did that. It's like, all you need to do is track back up, oh, wonder what I was just feeling. If it's around my finances, was I feeling scared? Ah, right. No, it's like, it, it's feeling the stupidity, right? Like there's this money sitting around, I'm not doing anything with and haven't been doing anything with for a long, long time. And yeah, but stupidity is also turning against yourself. That's a judgment. So yeah. we have to keep tracking it back because it's we're tricky with our ways of not feeling feelings. And so we have to keep tracking it back to then what and what what is the feeling behind that? Yeah, I've always associated that with my father, with like this being called stupid by my father, right? So what's the feeling with that? Well, Tara, so, Tara Brock calls this the trance of unworthiness. And she mm -hmm. says that we all have that, the trance of unworthiness, you know, from imperfect parenting or- I can feel that right that. here, yeah. Yeah, right. And that, that just to feel that feeling is a difficult feeling to feel, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Thank you. And then allow and move through through it from there. Then you've got a free channel. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That trance of unworthiness is so universal. Tara Brock has written three books about it. <laughs> and I do want to send you guys to Tara Brock's website. It's just Tara Brock dot com i think pretty sure tara brock and um she has rain she has free meditations on rain for everything rain for fear rain for anger rain rain for hard times rain for good times <laughs> and um her meditations are usually about 12 to 15 minutes long ours today was only like five to six minutes so it can you you can spread it out you can condense it um but it's a simple process and and you know as john said simply making that new turn to allow is is the most revolutionary step is there one of her books you would recommend uh, people start with ellen had asked that in the chat um well radical compassion is yeah. is all about rain right i thought how could she write an entire book on rain but she did <laughs> And it's quite, quite good. Great. Oh my gosh, Wendy, this was so powerful. 
just breathing into the the power and the the deep heart sharings. I feel so grateful. I feel so grateful for people um, taking risks and being vulnerable. And it just is such a wonderful invitation, not only to our own parts, but to everybody here. So thank you for those who, who did that for us and with us, and for yourself and with yourself. And Wendy, powerful. Whew. Thanks for having me, Robin. Yeah. To do this with you. Anytime. Gosh, I'm like, come back, come more, more. <laughs> I'll be sending this out as you know, or those of you that are here for the first time. Um, actually, so if you're not on my actual mailing list, you won't get the link to the recording, but Wendy can send it to you or you can just um, email me. Yeah, you can send it and I can also send it out. Um, I'll just put my email in the chat there if anybody who doesn't know me wants to connect and receive it um, or Wendy will send it and um, yeah and I also took a picture of the screen with with the slide that defined rain so I'll send that out as well so people have a, a reminder right there on how to practice. And if people would like to be on my mailing list or have more contact with me my website is beyondbroken.org yeah, and I'll send that out too, but .org. Okay, good to know, .org. Um, got you, Christine. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, so this is amazing. This is so great. I um, I had something very um, uh, present that I could work with, and it was really great reminder and a great uh, opportunity to be with that, be with that feeling that feels intense. Uh, so everybody, I hope you take this... Um, take this into your day, I, you know, moment to moment, right, Wendy? It's like, we can, pra I know, I, I'll speak for myself. There are a zillion opportunities to practice this all day long <laughs> in between other things. Um, so I hope you take this beautiful gift that Wendy brought to us and practice and share and come back. We've got some more goodness next week with some friends from my Jaguar Path training and shamanism and yoga. Um, I have a few of the practitioners coming, we call them allies. And so one is, one is joining us next week for the first time. So that'll be great. And um, I hope everybody has a really blessed day. Thank you for being here. So much love. Mm -hmm. Namaste. Mm -hmm.